0: Ravetti, what's up? I'm sorry, sir. It's just a difference of opinion that got out of hand. What about? It's really too silly to talk about, sir. I'd rather just forget about... I don't give a damn about what you'd rather forget about. Why were you two fighting? Well, I said that the Kirby Silver Surfer was the only real Silver Surfer, and that the Mobius Silver Surfer was shit. And Benefield's a big Mobius fan, and things got out of hand. I pushed him, he pushed me. I lost my head, sir. I'm sorry. Ravetti, you're a supervisor. You can get a commission like that. I know it, sir. You're 100% right. It's never happened again, It better not happen again. I see this kind of nonsense, I'm gonna write you up. You understand? Do you understand? Yes, sir. You have to set an example even in the face of stupidity. Now, everybody that reads comic books knows that Kirby Silver Surfer is the only true Silver Surfer. Now, am I right or wrong? (laughs) You're right, sir. All right. Get out of here. Yes, sir. Hey everybody, this is PD from the Spinnerack and I've been doing some comic collecting again. This is the first time in a long time where I actually bought some comic books at the recent Comic Con. Let me move this up a little. Let's move this out. So I bought a couple comic books recently, one at the con and one via since it wasn't at the con I had to go to um had to go to this new site. Uh Mirror McCarty? I have to look at it again. McCarty? I have to check it again. But um, I recently got some books. And there's a line, if you ever watched the movie Crimson Tide, where Denzel has an interaction with one of the people in the submarine. And they talk about the difference between the Kirby Silver Surfer and the Mobius Silver Surfer. And of course, Denzel which we don't think he knows anything about comic books, but he's an actor. He's given a line, possibly from twin Tarantino, saying the only Silver Surfer is the Kirby Silver Surfer. Now, I'm not here to dispel that um, <laughs> that statement, but I wanted to show you, I wanted to talk about that statement and where it kind of came from and the possibilities of why, um, why um, Tarantino kind of possibly updated the comparison to, to Kirby and Mobius, right? So I'm using the original cover that Jack Kirby did for the Silver Surfer graphic novel that he did with Stan Lee. And it was important for Kirby as um, Mark Evanier said that it's reads by Stan Lee and Jack Kirby. The no delineation of writer or artist. And this at that time is what, what um, Kirby actually wanted how the credits to read. So this is the original thing, but at the same time, all of the Firesides books that were done for Marvel had painted covers. I think some by John Romita, and then um, we also had one from from Earl Norum. So this is uh, the actual cover of it. If you, in the 90s, you wanted it, you couldn't find it, you could also get this one, which is a redo, using a classic... um, Kirby and um, Joe Sinnott who do the interiors version of it. I might want to use this one to use as a reference because it has the same things in it, but you know, we have this book, we have that, a couple different versions of it, right? Now, ultimately, let's go back to this so you can see the two against each other, right? This isn't the classic Jack Kirby Silver Surfer that he did in the 60s, but it's an ink cover by um, Jack Kirby. And the possibilities of what this book might have looked like if Jack Kirby inked it himself. And maybe there's a little bit something extra in it for me, but it's a classic representation of the Kirby Silver Surfer. Now, Kirby didn't really have a, a rivalry with Mobius, but he did have a rivalry with... John Buscema, who did the original, original, uh, the original series for the Silver Surfer. And, he, and I think it went up to 18 issues where Kirby did the last issue where it was the savage Silver Surfer, which is kind of out of character, but they say that's possibly where Kirby was going to go with his arc that he was going to do in the Fantastic Four about the Surfer. But ultimately, this series, for some reason, unknown to anyone why it didn't work. Now you can point out all the differences between Kirby Silver Surfer who was, origin was actually from the one he did in the comics of the Fantastic Four which he actually had no sort of past history. His history was Galactus. And this one had a past history. So we can kind of factor in that kids like what in Fantastic Four, for some reason this worked when every John Buscema thing sort of worked during this period. His Fantastic Four went up, his Conan went up. The only things that didn't work was the Silver Surfer and his Submariner, which he was moved, well, he wasn't moved off the Silver Surfer, but he was moved, Well, at the end he was moved off the Silver Surfer, the last issue, Mm -hmm. he moved off the Submariner. So this, that line would actually, but then it would be taking a shot at John Buscema, but it'd be easier to do a comparison between these two, and actually, no, it's actually hard, right? So, let's use this. Ultimately, this isn't this is Kirby well past the you know the prime period of even Kirbyism, right? This is the blocky Kirby, but it does have some great stuff in it stuff that I was a fan of, which I finally got to see, and then. And this start is really, kind of giving you what Kirby saw as the, as the Silver Surfer's birth. We see Galactus's hand. This thing was also used for a cover of the Fantastic Four, Fantastic Four Two, for the birth of um, Nova, and this Silver Surfer coming, <laughs> being born out of Galactus's hand, right? And some really classic shots by Kirby here. One of the hard things to do that the Silver Surfer is talking to himself, and it works perfectly if you know the Silver Surfer. But I don't. I don't. I can't really say why this wasn't. This is just a fun sort of book. It's not necessarily. It's not necessarily the most remembered graphic novel, but it's here, you know. And it's a, this is retelling of. The uh, Fantastic Four. What does is issue be? The four forty-eight through fifty, and it's basically the clo- it's everything. sans the the Fantastic Four, like what you would do for a movie, and it kind of tells you some other tidbits that you know a little bit longer. The fight, and then more dramatic. Silver Surfer losing his um his powers. Now when I saw this, this was in the interview. This video. The comic book greats, and they showed some of this stuff, and I was just like, "Oh, I know I got to get this thing." So when this book came out, I um, bought it right away, and then obviously years later, I got the the real version right here, right? So, so this is you know, it's not a classic, but it is a classic, right? It has some some funky stuff in here. It has guile. Who we've never seen again, which is like um, Galactus's Desaad, and then we have Ardina, who is sort of like um, him, and we have the Silver Surfer's romance. And Kirby's employing a lot of different paneling for this graphic novel, right? He does a little bit of different stuff that he hadn't, we hadn't seen him do before. Some cool stuff here. Some layouts we haven't seen him do ever. So there's some things here that I wouldn't toss away. You know? Um, It's just a fun sort of book. And to be done in this period where, you know, Kirby was doing stuff in Marvel. I think this is a little after. I think Kirby's contract with Marvel... He was kind of not doing books with them. He was doing animation stuff with Stan. So at this point, they kind of said, hey, let's, let's do this book. We kind of talked about it, but now we finally did it. Now, when this came out, and it wasn't like the biggest smash book out there, fans have said that they've been away from each other too long. Their different views of the Silver Surfer clashed. But when you look at, when Kirby sent over the art, he also sent over descriptions of each panel and his own sort of story to go along with whatever him and Stan talked about. So for years we said, Oh, they're different views and while saying that, people trashed this. Like basically saying they kinda they really missed the mark. But as the years have gone by and we've seen Kirby's descriptions, because they were very long descriptions, almost script like descriptions we see it's a lot more Kirby in this, or possibly in comparison to whatever him and Stan talked about. So with that said, people, the view of this, when they talk about it, they kind of pull back on any criticism because it kind of goes into the argument that Kirby did more than what we thought. But before that, when they thought it was you know, equal ground, it was like, ugh, <laughs> their two views kind of went against each other. But, you know, like, look at this. So this period is up there with anything Kirby Dunn did in this period of the 70s. Just sort of a fun sort of thing. And, um, you know, um, hinting the Silver Surfer's heartbreak again. And then, um, like, almost have what you see in the X-Men, feared and hated. and him losing another loved one. And then with this loss, what will it mean to the, to the surfer? And I think with this story, I think um, the next time we see the Silver Surfer, he's with Galactus. And actually coming home. So it's a powerful ending. You know, when I got this, I was was excited. (laughs) But at that point in the 90s, I was devouring everything Kirby. So it was just, you know. But before, I was devouring everything Kirby. And collecting, you know, because at that point, I was collecting mostly new. When this book came out, this is two issues. Regular comic book issues. Um, was it the four color process? And then of course it's been reprinted a couple of times. But this is the the largest one with the art portfolio from Mobius. And I think uh, Michael Oslin he kind of put Stan and Mobius together. And of course Stan is like, yeah, that would be cool, and let's do a Silver Surfer. Now a lot of people gave all the credit for the story to um, Mobius, but Mobius says he got a plot from Stan. So. You can argue, complain, who gave him the plot, how he got the plot. Moby said he got a plot from Stan, and it was a very, you know, it's a simple description it's a plot describing everything that's in here, right? And this is a really gorgeous book. It's possibly one of Stan's best stories that he's done. A little same way, hint of Zen La and Shalabal and then a different sort of ship for um, Galactus, All right? We already know who's, who that guy is, but um Galactus come, really, this is one thing that you can do. Like, where's Kirby designed him, and Kirby is that, you know, has more power, but scale, one thing you can outdo is outscale Kirby, and that's what he kind of does here with a Galactus, that's huge, that's really massive. And he comes and he brings to Earth a new era. And Evangelist sees this as the next thing for mankind. Right? And he sees them almost as God, since, of course, Galactus is God and obviously the Silver Surfer is the fallen angel as Kirby described. We have this thing where where the Silver Surfer is like not with it at all, right? So then we get this bang up shot, and um, you know, the Silver Surfer goes to talk to Galactus. He talks about he said he would never attack the planet Earth. And of course, he said he hasn't done anything yet. So, this is an interesting angle for um, Galactus because Galactus is like, I'm not done with doing anything. He's ultimately having them want to join, having humankind kind of ask for, ask to join Galactus, and knowing the evangelists are kind of saying, "Hey, this is this is like, you know, the coming Jehovah's coming means the rapture, it's all that stuff involved in it, right?" We have the evangelist and the sister kind of questioning everything, and even the sister gets. T- removed. And Galactus is still trying to take out Silver Surfer. Gotta have some action in this, but it's really cool to art. Right? So if you don't have this, there's other smaller editions. You won't have to put all your money out. And of course, something terrible happens. And then, um... A really dark sort of thing happens. So I should leave it here. I gave you all the other ones. Goes left, but let's um, let's quit here and go to the gallery. So this is the original covers. This is him talking about the making of it. Some of his layouts. For the story, he worked Marvel method. Stan gave me a fairly detailed plot, about six pages. No breakdowns of dialogue, was very unusual for him. Right? So that's what he told him. He told him it was a basic Stan plot. And the plot is, uh, is like this. That's how simple it is, six pages, right? This is layouts, so Stan could do some dialogue. There you go, some more stance plot. Very simple stuff there, right? That's your basic six-page plot that leads to this gorgeous book, right? The coloring process, using the actual four-color process. And then, from the Marvel Age, the little um, article on the Silver Surfer. Did the Silver Surfer hit? Yes, the Silver Surfer was a big hit at Marvel... In the late 80s, maybe like 88. So they did a Stan Lee thing. They did a graphic novel with John Buscema. They did another one, Keith Pollard. And I think Steve Englehart, who was a successful writer with um, Marshall Rogers. Ron Lim joined him. And they were the team that kept doing it up until, I think, Jim Starlin takes over. Right? Then you have this gorgeous... Our gallery by um, Mobius, right? In this edition, I I hope I don't have to buy another one, but this was a cool edition of this book. Right? And this the end part where after the res- resolution of the story, he goes to the UN and they're expecting some things at the silver Server, but he's not ready to oblige. Right? So there you have it. Kirby vs. Mobius, as described by Denzel Washington. And again, we have this, the original graphic novel. The actual one that people would compare and contrast would be John Buscema, but we did Kirby versus Mobius, right? So thank you, spin rack out.